The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only. Any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk and should not be considered legal, business, or medical advice. Hello and welcome to the Healthcare Maze podcast. My name is Mike McClafferty, and I'm the CEO and founder of MJM Advisory and Educational Services. Today, we will discuss the National Veterans Mission Possible Campaign. We are pleased to have the following guests on the podcast, Jerry Ashton, Rick Johnson, and Carrie Harrison. Each of our guests will be sharing a story about the challenges veterans are facing in our country and suggestions on how our listeners can help. Jerry, why don't you give us a little background on this national campaign? Happy to do so, Mike, and thank you for inviting us to be on your show. VeteranMissionPossible.com is a destination site for people who are concerned with solving the ills that plague our veterans, specifically around the issues of unpaid veteran medical debt that's owed to the VA hospital system and the horrific rate of veteran suicide. I'm a veteran myself and U.S. Navy. I do use the VA hospital, but not until I was actually in my 70s before I started using it. And when I started an organization called RIP Medical Debt, Debt So That We Can Forgive It, it wasn't until then that I found out that veterans are afflicted with about $6 billion worth of unpaid debt. So that was the first thing that caught my attention and annoyed me. And then we take a look at the really horrific problems of suicide. To put this in perspective, America's veterans, this is including active duty personnel, owe collectively $6 billion worth of unpaid debt. As far as suicides go, 40 veterans per day commit that ultimate act of self-harm. Now, when you've considered that there are 1.4 million Americans in the military right now, this is like an assembly line that's going down the road for us. They soon will be veterans. But out of that, and a population of over 300 million Americans, only 19 million of these are veterans at the moment. And yet they comprise 20% of the suicides that happen on a daily basis. So we've come into existence. A group of us in collaboration <clears throat> have decided that enough is enough. And Veteran Mission Possible is designed to be able to meet that problem head on and find the people with solutions, not just complaining about the issues, but actually coming up with answers. Some of those numbers you gave us are, I'm sure for our listeners, are pretty startling that you're mentioning. And you did mention VeteranMissionPossible.com. So for our listeners who want to go to that website, uh, they can certainly get more information about the campaign and some of the efforts that are going on there. This is a mission for us to reduce veteran suicide and veteran medical debt. With all of us working together, I'm sure we're going to find some solutions to these challenges. Let's talk about reducing medical debt. This really requires a policy change as far as medical debt goes. RIP medical debt can only buy from commercial debt sellers, and that stopped us from buying a lot of medical debt. So what we did is we petitioned the Health and Human Services federal agency requesting that we should have the same right of debt sellers to go to hospitals to buy that debt. And we received on July 21st, 2020, the OIG advisory opinion number 20-04 that allowed us that privilege of going directly to hospitals. And because of that, 
We have abolished millions of dollars that we never would have been able to have access to. We think a policy change can happen at the VA itself because they also have their own Office of the Inspector General. We are hoping that we can go directly to the Veterans Administration, and then we can target veteran accounts for debt reduction. But getting the approval to go directly to the hospitals was a significant victory for the organization and for what we're trying to do here. Our listeners are probably surprised to hear that the Veterans Administration holds a significant amount of medical debt on veterans. And I know myself, just talking to people who are not military people, but people who support our veterans, anybody I've spoken to over the years, and especially since I've gotten more involved in the last year with RIP medical debt, and I've asked a simple question. If someone has military experience, do you think their medical benefits should be covered 100% by the government? No one I've spoken to, and I've spoken to a number of people, and even more on my social media platforms, no one's come back with a no. Most people I know have come back and said, isn't that the case? There is confusion among the average person who do not realize that our veterans are having difficulty paying for their medical services. A great example of this difficulty I gave recently on social media was the burning pit situation. When I told people it took over a decade to get medical benefits covered for this situation, they could not believe it took that long. They didn't think it was true. I said, it's taken that long to get this approved for coverage. This time, I don't think we have the patience because these are the people that protect us. They signed a blank check when they joined the military. I'm willing to give up everything I have to serve my country. And then to come home and to be treated like this, it's once people understand that and are aware of it, which is the most important thing, which is why I thank you for this podcast, getting people aware is the first step to correcting the problem. Then we can start accelerating it with the other people that you're talking to on this show today. I agree. The good news is the majority of Americans, as they get more aware of the situation, are going to become supporters. I'm convinced of it. I don't get any pushback from really anybody that I know. So uh, thank you, Jerry, for sharing your story and giving us some more information about the campaign. I'm going to ask our next guest, Rick Johnson, to share his story. Hi, I'm Rick Johnson. I'm the CEO of a company called Voy Victor Oscar India. We're located in Vermont. We've been around since 2017, and we are solely focused on ending suicide in the U.S. and around the world. We were one of the companies that submitted proposals to the VA this summer in their mission daybreak, and we received one of the Promise Awards. My background, I'm a veteran, 30 years in the Marine Corps. I flew off aircraft carriers and then was the commanding officer of the C-130 squadron and inspector general for the Secretary of Defense. And one of my last roles, I was the chief of staff, vice chief of staff, and deputy commander for Marine Forces Reserve in New Orleans. So I had about 100,000 Marines and sailors that reported to me. One of my responsibilities was anytime there was an attempted suicide or a completed suicide, I was asked or tasked with doing the investigation to understand why it happened and whether there was any lessons learned out of it. And sadly, I was doing about three investigations a month. This was during the surge in Afghanistan and Iraq. And I vowed that when I retired from the military in 2015, if I could, I would try to help end suicide in our veteran population and other groups. And so that's how I ended up at VOI. Uh, we have two solutions. We have one of the only validated evidence-based solutions to identify people at risk of suicide in the next 72 hours. 
And then we have a, a solution called VoI Reach, which provides continuous monitoring and support to keep people safe and make sure that they don't harm themselves or harm others. Rick, if someone wanted to get more involved to help your organization, how would you suggest they do that? Our website is www.void.health. So victoroscarindia.health. We're located in Springfield. If you go to our website and you want more information, there's a request information button on there. And I'm happy to either set up a phone call or email to introduce you to what we're doing. As a startup company, we are also in the middle of a fundraise. So if anyone's interested in investing in our company to help end suicide, I'd be willing to chat with you too. So thank you. That's great. And Rick, you're doing some really wonderful things with some of these new approaches that you're using. I hope that uh, some of the uh, funding you're looking for comes through for you. I think we're going to find out we have a lot of supporters out there and people are just looking for ways to help us. Thank you. We're very excited. We're starting to get a lot of inbound questions about our solutions. We're currently being used in the Virginia Department of Corrections in their prison systems. And we're signing contracts with the military as we speak. And we're just trying to get our tools into as many hands as possible. Rick, thanks for sharing your story. Okay, I am going to ask our last guest, Kerry Harrison, to share his story with our listeners. Michael, thank you for doing this podcast. And I'm a civilian in the mix, attracted by what Jerry Ashton and what our friend Rick, who was just on a second ago, are talking about. As a civilian, as a regular person who happens to be in public radio, I too had no idea the level, the depth, the just unfathomable difficulty that people are going through because I assumed that the government just handled it, just like they said they were going to. As Jerry pointed out, the blank checks that are written by people willing to give their lives, I assumed in return they were taken care of in perpetuity, no questions asked. And then I found out that this was not the case. So one of the things that we did and why I'm here in this mix is one year ago on Veterans Day, Jerry had come to me and I knew of the work he had done with RIP Medical Debt. And we put together a special that had not been done before on public radio. And I'm going to show you an image here so you can see. And in one hour, we raised enough to wipe out $466,000 of regular people's medical debt, but on behalf of U.S. veterans. So it wasn't raising money to get rid of veterans' medical debt. It was raising money to get rid of regular people's medical debt, but that the veterans were still out there protecting people. So that was the thrust into my interest here, is finding out the truth behind this and that there were people able and capable to get stuff done and fix this massive problem. I am thrilled to be able to bring everything I can to bear once I found out. And let me just point out, Michael, to also answer your question, how interested were people listening to this public radio special? We lit the lines, we got rid of that almost half a million dollars in regular people's medical debt on behalf of veterans. People said, how can we help further? And then Jerry took the ball and here we are with about what we're doing today, why we're here. I think this is probably a perfect launch pad for some of these other efforts that we're seeing at this time. I was curious, are you guys working by any chance with any lobbying firms? What are you looking at from a legislative point of view? Is that something that's on the agenda going forward here? Rick, what about you? Do you have something going? I can talk about ours. 
We have talked to a number of congressional delegations here in Vermont where we're located because we're doing a lot of work in Montana. I've talked to the congressional delegation out there. I've talked to a group in one of the delegations in Arkansas because we're in talks with potentially using our tools in some high schools down there. We have not hired a lobbyist. As I said, I'm a startup company. I don't have the funding currently right now, but that's one of our main projects as soon as we get our funding is to get a group to help us get the word out on what we're doing because a lot of money is being thrown at suicide problems. It's not been very effective. And I think our tools, once people know about them, will probably help a lot. But at this point, we're grassroots. In our part, when I retired to the board of RIP Medical Debt, and this to bring you up to date on that, we've abolished over $7 billion worth of medical debt for over 4 million Americans, too few of those, by the way, percentage-wise being veterans, because that debt is locked away. What we realize is that the people at the local level are the ones who are going to cause people to make a change. When there are enough people that are calling their senators, calling their representatives and saying, Mm -hmm. this cannot stand, we'll become our own lobby just all by ourselves. Nobody talked about medical debt when we started in RIP medical debt back in 2011 and 2014. Now it's in every headline, every newspaper. The same thing needs to happen for veteran suicide. The same thing needs to happen for veteran medical debt. I want to thank Jerry and Rick and Kara for being on the podcast today. You can get more information about this campaign at VeteranMissionPossible.com. We wanted to advise our listeners of a new suicide prevention hotline. If you or someone you know is thinking of suicide, you can dial toll-free 988 and a member of a crisis intervention team will assist you. We are hoping to raise the awareness of veteran suicide and that some policy changes will result from our efforts. Guys, thank you very much for being on the broadcast. I want to just remind our listeners that if you follow the podcast, you'll know when a new episode is available. You can email us at thehealthcaremaze at gmail.com with any comments and suggestions. I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast.